You're listening to Catholic Chicago. Ahead, the Archdiocese of Chicago brings you programs about the people, events, and issues that touch our lives. Thanks for letting us be part of your morning. Now again, Catholic Chicago. to the Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedeman, and we extend a warm hello to everybody listening on WNDZ, 7.50 a.m. here in Chicago, and all who are watching our live stream on YouTube and Facebook at Catholic Chicago, which is the account for the Archdiocese of Chicago. As regular listeners of the Voice of Charity know, on occasion, we welcome Catholic Charity staff members to the show so our audience can learn more about the extraordinary people who've dedicated their lives to helping the poor, and those who are struggling in Cook and Lake Counties. Today, it is my great honor to welcome a member of the Congregation of Albertine Sisters Serving the Poor. Sister Kate and her fellow sisters work at Catholic Charities in our food pantries in Round Lake and at St. Blaise Parish in Summit. The Albertine Sisters have their American Mother House in Hammond, Indiana, and they are incredibly inspiring to speak with about the work of Catholic Charities and about life and service to God. Welcome, Sister Kate. Thank you so much. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you so much for being with us today, and thank you for all you do for Catholic Charities and the people that we serve. Um, may I ask you to start off by please telling us about your founder, St. Brother Albert, and um, how he established the Al- Albertine Order? Uh, yes, so St. Brother Albert is our founder. Uh, he was born in Poland uh, in 1845, and uh, he was a very known painter. But uh, in response to God's calling, he abandoned his uh, career as a painter to devote his life uh, to, to devote his entire life to serve uh, the abandoned and poor people. Um, in uh, whom he saw the the Son of God, he he saw in their faces Jesus. So uh, he donned the penitential habit and moved to the shelter and started to live uh, with those people, uh, with the homeless people in Krakow, and uh, give his life as example of a selfless life, a love, charitable work, uh, in order to restore. Uh, God and society, those who had fallen by the wayside. So our congregation was uh, founded in uh, 1891, uh, January 15. That's the date when the first sisters uh, took their vows. And so the the order was established in Krakow, Poland. But how many sisters, Albertine sisters, are there uh, nationwide in Poland and, and worldwide now, Sister Kate? So worldwide, it's a little over 400. And in the United States, uh, 16 of us. Oh, that's so inspiring. We are here in the three communities. Uh, like you said, the mother house is in Hammond. There is a nine sisters over there and uh, four sisters working, uh, three sisters working in a, a Sunday's food pantry and three sisters uh, working in Round Lake. 
And may I ask how you became associated with Catholic Charities of the Archdiocese of Chicago? So we were welcomed by Cardinal George. And the first uh, sisters uh, started to, to work in a food pantry in Summit by St. Blaise in 2003. So next year will be 20 years uh, when sisters already work in a Catholic Charities. That's so much to celebrate, and you do so much every day to help the poor and keep these food pantries running at their maximum efficiency and a max maximum effectiveness. Um, I know you, Sister Kate, are also working, so we've got some sisters working at the St. Blaise Food Pantry and Summit, but then you work at our Round Lake Food Pantry, correct, at, at our Schreiber Center for Human Services? Yes, yes, yes. I do work here along with the two other sisters. And uh, we are here for two years. For two now. years. And so uh, so it's a total of um, eight sisters working for Catholic Charities. Is that correct? Six. Six. Okay. And, and do you all live in congregation together, sister? So, yes. As a congregation, uh, we live in the communities of the sisters. So as uh, here in Round Lake, uh, uh, three of us, we live in a convent by... Uh, St. Joseph Parish, and the sisters who work uh, in uh, St. Blaise, they live by the, in a convent by Incarnation Parish, which is in Crestwood. Wonderful. So you're at two locations, but obviously still living in community uh, through the distance. <laughs> And, and may, I yeah. ask, may I ask how you um, juggle the responsibilities of working for Catholic Charity, their long hours and often you know, unpredictable hours, um, how do you juggle those responsibilities with the responsibilities of, of being part of your congregation, Sister? So, you know, it's not, uh, it's not easy and, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's kind of sometimes it's difficult to, as a congregation, uh, we are, uh, how to say, we are like a, a active, uh, so we are working with the people, we are among the people, but also our life is a life of the prayer. Uh, so we try to connect uh, our life of the prayer with our life of the service. And uh, I would say our day, it's a whole day of the prayer. Um, if we don't pray in the chapel, uh, any work we do, any service we do, it's a, it's a, our prayer to God. It's a, it's devoted to God. It's a, it's in a presence of God. So that's how we try to. And uh, what St. Brother Albert said, uh, if you are in a chapel and you are praying and somebody ring the bell uh, to your door, just go to, go to this person because this is Jesus coming to you. And uh, he was trying to see Jesus' face in, in, every, in every person who, who was coming to, to our door. So it's a still meeting with Jesus, just, just kind of different. Beautifully said, sister. Uh, may I ask, so were you born in Krakow yourself? No, I was, I was born in the east of the Poland. Uh, yes, so. And, and, and all of the sisters are, are Polish. Uh, Sister Benji, she works in St. Blaise. She's Romanian. Romanian. But uh, yes, all of us, the others uh, five sisters working in the Catholic Charities, we are. We were born in Poland and we joined our congregation in Poland. 
Beautiful. Um, and I always am inspired to hear vocation stories for all of the priests and, and religious sisters that I've had the privilege to meet. Um, would you mind sharing your vocation story? How did you hear God calls to service? So uh, it was through the um, discerning process uh, and many, many conversation with, uh, with my spiritual director. And, and I, I was young. Um, I didn't think about this. I never saw sisters in a habit. Um, <clears throat> but uh, when I was a teenager, I uh, met the priest who was serving in our parish, and he started to do the meetings for the youth group. And uh, yeah, it was just more and more uh, to get to know the to my faith and making my relationship with Jesus very personal and getting to know him better. And uh, I always would like to help others. And uh, I spoke with my priest and said, you know, I think I would like to help others. And I think God is calling me to, to do this service uh, as, a, as a sister. So he knew congregation, our congregation of the Albertine sisters, and he connected me to the sisters. And that's how my way started. And, and at what age then, sister, did you um, become an Albertine sister? I was 19. 19. God bless you. That's an amazing Thank story. You. That's an amazing story. It sure sounds like uh, uh, you were so open to the call as well, right? And when we talk yes. about vocations today, um, you know, oftentimes uh, we pray just that people are open to hearing the call because Jesus is calling, um, but our world is so busy and so uh, our lives are so busy that sometimes we might not be hearing him, right? We pray for the the uh, humility to just listen for him talking to us and, and, and then we will be more open to hearing that call. Yes, I think, yeah, I, I think that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's right what you're saying. Uh, and uh, yeah, now we have so many questions about the vocation and I, I don't think that's, you know, that God stopped to call. He, he's still calling, but there is a problem with us to say yes. Uh, like we are so afraid, we have so many questions, we are so un unsure, undecided, like, <laughs> yeah, so just maybe now we should pray for those young people to, to hear the voice and to not be afraid to follow Jesus to not be afraid and to um, not continue to ask the questions and, and talk to the right people who could share. Yeah, maybe just trust him. Yeah, I think, you know, he's the best one whom we can trust and he always does the best for us. So just, yeah. That's beautifully said. And, and so how many yeah. um, how many sisters What what from your mother house in Hammond, how big of a community of sisters is that, uh, Sister Kate? In Hammond, there are uh, nine uh, sisters. And so are you and the other sisters here in Chicago working for Catholic Charities able to connect with them on a regular basis as well? Yes, yes, we do. We just had Thanksgiving, so we got together for our Thanksgiving dinner. And always we get together for the special occasions like uh, Christmas and Easter and the other special days for us, for our congregations. So we are very close to each other in touch. Because, I was, uh, like, as I said, we are from Poland, and mostly our families are over there. So sisters are our family here. Are you able to be in regular contact, though, with your family? Are you able to, to do FaceTime and email and phone calls to stay connected? 
Yes, yes. Now it's so much easier with, with this technology we have. Uh, so we are able to see each other and talk to each other. Yeah, that's very convenient. Uh, everybody is so happy now with this. But. I have to say uh, that you, you and your fellow sisters are such an inspiration to all of us at Catholic Charities, but that aspect of your life is, is one of the most inspiring of all, that you'd actually leave your families and come to the United States knowing that your uh, work is so appreciated and needed here. Um, but that's very difficult to leave your family. So I, I hope you know how much admiration and respect you have from everybody at Catholic Charities for your selfless dedication to the poor, but also to service to God. It's really uh, uh, quite an example for all of us to try to emulate, Sister. Thank you so much. Yes, that, that's very important. And uh, being here in Catholic Charities, working with the other employees and being in touch with the volunteers, we always uh, see a lot of respect and, you know, they really appreciate it and they kind of understand how hard it is being so far and especially, you know, coming here to the new, uh, I would say, new world and new culture, getting to know uh, everybody here and learning language, that's, that's the other <laughs> thing. You speak English very well, but I'm sure uh, it's been a challenge for you and the other sisters uh, to just to adapt. It's not an easy language to learn. It's, it is, yes. And like, like everybody says, it's more exceptions than rules. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, but we try our, our best so you, we can serve better for, for those who are coming to us. You do very well, sister. Um, if you'll please bear with us, we'll take a break here on The Voice of Charity. Um, when we return, we're going to continue our conversation with Sister Kate about the wonderful Albertine sisters who work with us at Catholic Charities. Please stay tuned. Catholic Charities' 75th annual celebration of giving is underway in support of those who are struggling to make ends meet every day. Individuals, families, colleagues, neighbors, parishioners, and friends purchase thousands of gifts and basic necessities to ensure Catholic Charities' clients and their families have a joyful Christmas morning. There are many ways to get involved, including online wish lists that make giving easier than ever before. If you can join us in this special Chicago Christmas tradition as volunteers and donors, please email us at cog at catholiccharities.net. That's cog at catholiccharities.net. Or call 312-655-7401 in Cook County and 847-782-4210 in Lake County. Thank you for helping us spread Christmas cheer this year throughout Cook and Lake Counties. say how can you spend your day with three-year-olds seeing the changes that they go through and just the journey and how they grow this is a very rewarding job 
Even though at the end of the day, we're not the highest paid people on earth. And when I have a parent contact me and say, my child loves school, that to me, I'm setting that foundation for their love of learning. Because really you are changing lives, you are molding lives. Shape the next generation of leaders. Teach. Apply today at artchicago.org slash schooljobs. Did you know that Catholic Charities accepts car donations? If you're ready to free up space in your garage and put a stop to all those expenses that go along with owning a car, we will gratefully accept your donation, whether the car is running or not. You choose a pickup time that is convenient for you, and we will make the donation as easy as possible free of charge. You'll receive a charitable donation receipt as well. We accept all types of vehicles nationwide, and you will know that your donation is made to Catholic Charities, an agency you can trust. To learn more about donating your car, call 877-786-4483. That's 877-786-4483. Thank you. to the Voice of Charity. I'm Katie Breedemann, and it's my great honor and privilege today to be here with Sister Kate, one of the Albertine sisters serving the poor who work for Catholic Charities. We're blessed to have six sisters in total, um, several who work at our Round Lake Food Pantry um, at the Schreiber Center for Human Services, and then also several who work at our, our Blaise, St. Blaise Parish Food Pantry in Summit. Um, and Sister Kate, before the break, we were talking about what an inspiring religious order of nuns that you are part of, and it's a worldwide order that's been uh, serving the poor and, and seeing Christ in, in the poor since 1891. Um, you know, we, we, I went on your website, and there's just several beautiful passages um, that talk about your mission. I'm wondering if you'll, if you'll allow me to read the passage, and then could you please share a story with us about maybe a client that you've met at Catholic Charities and and assisted that, you know, kind of connected you to that, that part of your mission. Would that be okay with you? Yes, go ahead. Great, great. So one of the passages that really inspired me on your website is as follows. In following the footsteps of St. Francis of Assisi, St. Brother Albert uh, gave up his promising career as a painter to live among the beggars. So too the Albertine sisters consecrate themselves by means of following the evangelical counsels and serving the poorest and most miserable in whom they recognize the image of the suffering Jesus. The sisters take public vows of chastity, poverty, and obedience, and they lead a fraternal life and give themselves to apostolic activity. Is there someone, a client in particular, that, a client's story you could share with us that, that really hit home with you about seeing that client as the suffering Jesus? Uh, well, I'm working already eight years in the Catholic Charities, and you know it's 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 a many many different uh, clients, many different neighbors we met, many different stories, and each of them it's unique. And uh, but the one that comes to my mind now it's the one that um, the situation happened just uh, on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and uh, as a um, our food pantry is open on uh, Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays. And because of Thanksgiving, uh, we were closed on Wednesday and, uh, and Thursday. So on Tuesday, we had a lot of clients coming and uh, 
because of the holidays, we were able to share turkeys with them. So many of them were coming and asking for turkeys. So the Tuesday was so busy, you know, with giving away the turkeys and they were fresh. They were already towed, ready to put to the oven. So I had two of them left and I knew Wednesday we are closed. So um, I would say like after 10 o'clock when we usually open uh, the pantry, I was uh, walking by our house and the convent is uh, like across the parking lot of the pantry. And I saw car pulling to the pantry and I was thinking, oh my gosh, they came to the pantry and we are closed. So I tried to wave to them and um, so they came to me and I asked uh, how we can, how I can help them because the pantry is closed and they see, they said, oh, you know, we need just a little food because we didn't know we were going to be closed. And uh, so I told them, hey, I have a turkey and it's already good to, to put to the oven. Would you like Would you like it? And there was two ladies and they just put the tears in their eyes and they just, just scream, yes, of course, we would be so happy to have it. So I just told them, you know, let me get my cart to get into the pantry and just, just go over there. I'll, I'll meet you by the, by the pantry. So, uh, and in the car, they had a little flower, uh, like a Christmas cactus. And just saw the, the, the flower and said, oh, you know, have a beautiful flower over there. And they said, oh, yeah, it's a Christmas cactus. We are going to give it to our grandma. And then we just came to the pantry. So I gave them turkey. And I also shared with them some produce, fruits and veggies. And we had some bakery uh, in the fridge. So I found some pies. And I asked, oh, do you like some pies? And she said, she just looked at me and she just, just almost started to cry and said, oh, you know, somebody was coming to our Thanksgiving dinner and they, they, was, they were going to bring the pies, but they just go bad. They went, yeah, they, something happened to them. They, they had to throw them away. And she said, oh, no, you know, those were the same like you are giving now. So they almost started to cry. And uh, so when I shared everything with them, I, we, we, we backed everything. So they had the flower with them and they gave me this flower and said, you know, you are so good for us. Uh, so we want to just thank you and just, just want to give you this flower. And I was like, and then I had tears in my eyes. <laughs> I said, oh, you know, it's for your grandma. And the, the, the young lady said, oh, we can get another one. This is for you oh. because you are special. And I, I could say that many of the sisters, like each of them has a different story and many, many, many different stories, beautiful stories. And we had a client last year in the summer that she came because she lost her job and uh, she just, just needed help for the time. And uh, so we helped her a few times and uh, then she found a job. And a few weeks later, she called me and said, sister, you helped me. I have a vegetable garden and I have abundant of veggies. Can I share with you with your pantry? And we said, yes, of course, if you would like to. So she brought a few boxes of produce and veggies from her garden to say just thank you that, you know, the pantry was able to, to help her. So there's many, many, many beautiful stories. 
That's, those are both beautiful stories, Sister Kate, about, about you uh, putting yourself in a position, you know, to be a friend um, to that car that pulled up. You, you stepped out of your comfort zone just to be there and then look, look at all of the, what you were able to do for them in one day um, and that they acknowledged it and, and gave you a plant that they were going to be saving for a family member. That's such a beautiful, touching story. Um, you know, one other yes. quote from your website that, that completely resonates with what the story you just said as well is, um, the more one is abandoned, the greater the love with which we must serve that person. Since it is the wounded Lord Jesus himself when we rescue in the, whom we rescue in the person of the poor. That's from St. Brother Albert, your founder. Um, but it also really talks about, you know, the, the life that you and the other fellow sisters uh, lead every day. You're always extending yourselves beyond what you need to, um, to be that light in someone's life every day. And as we know, many of our clients uh, don't have much light at all in their lives. And so you're such a blessing to Catholic Charities and to all of our clients. Thank you for sharing those stories. Um, Before we run out of time today, I just wonder, I'm sure our audience would be so interested to know, are there any Christmas traditions that the Albertine sisters follow or or any traditions that that you follow on a regular basis to honor um, your founder, St. Brother Albert? So, um, yeah, the Christmas Day, December 25th, that's the day when St. Brother Albert passed away. So... I think we lost a little bit of audio there, sister. Um, Would you mind repeating that story? Yes, yes. So December 25th, it's Brother Albert passed away. Right. He passed away at noon. On Christmas Day. Yes. So he was born uh, to to the heaven when Jesus... And we have many traditions. Uh, we continue the traditions, uh, the Polish traditions that we have in Poland. Beautiful. So we have the Vigilia, our meeting, uh, sharing Kopłatek, and the Christmas dinner. And then are there, are there any favorite Polish, favorite Polish foods that are around your Christmas feast every year? Uh, wow, that's many of them. And then, you know, we have a traditional Vigilia. There is no meat. Well, I'm sure that you all enjoy uh, uh, resurrecting all of those traditions each year so that you uh, really feel even more so, so in a community here in the United States. It, it, you know, uh, sister, I, I'm sorry, could you please repeat that? No, I just, yeah, I think the audio is just kind of, yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah. The audio is struggling a little bit. You know. Again, as we as we conclude our show today, um, I just want to mention that uh, you know we've got a Eucharistic revival going across the United States right now, trying to increase greater awareness about the true presence of Christ in the Eucharist. Um, has that been um, something that you and the sisters are are trying to uh, talk about and discuss in the parishes in which you live as well? Uh, yes, uh, yes, yes, we try. Uh, that's, um, as a sisters, we believe in the real presence of God in, in the Eucharist. And uh, that's the way we participate in the Eucharist, because we believe that Jesus is present of, uh, 
and he's giving himself to us in the Holy Communion. So uh, I think that's something important that we need to bring it back again to, to many of them because the, the, the Eucharist just became a, just something casual, like we go to the church every Sunday and uh, we just don't think what's happening over there. We just forgot that uh, you know that Jesus is present and is coming to 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 meet with us. So uh, I think there is a lot of uh, job ahead of us to to remind everybody. Thank you for that, Sister. You, uh, Sister Kate, Sister Nicola, and Sister Benji, inspire and, us all uh, to bring it. You, you all inspire us with your faith in God and your tremendous dedication to your work uh, and all you do in his name. Uh, we thank you for being such warm, accomplished, visible disciples of Christ in Catholic charities and in the world. And we thank you for reminding us every day how joyful life can be if we follow your example and put God first in our lives. We wish you a blessed Advent and a very Merry Christmas, Sister Kate. Thank you so much and have a Merry Christmas, everyone, too. Thanks so much. Thank you so much for being on the show today. And we invite thank all of you. you back again next week for another edition of The Voice of Charity. For now, this is Katie Breedeman, and we thank you for tuning in and believing in the mission of Catholic Charities.